0: There are all kinds of creatures in the Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual. But we don't think it's fair to label them all as monsters. Well, some of them might be really nice. Maybe even new best friend kind of nice. So each episode, we look at a new entry and decide once and for all, are they fiends or are they friends? Welcome to Monster Friends. Yay! This week, we make friends with... Devils! Yo, hi. Hi.
1: I haven't seen you in a long time.
0: It's been a couple of minutes since the other room.
1: <laughs> How is everyone doing today? Hopefully good.
0: You didn't give them a chance to answer. Too bad. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't care what you I think. I don't
1: really care. Um, Today we're doing the counterpart to demons.
0: Yeah, the devils. The devils. That bowls it's gonna be another long one so buckle up
1: buckle up grab
0: or don't buckle up but
1: grab some snacks or some tea or some coffee but then you might have to pee and then
0: and then rebuckle up
1: <laughs> and then rebuckle up
0: whenever you sit down make sure your seatbelt's done up otherwise the cops are gonna get you at the side of the road and that's I don't know. Also,
1: keep all hands and legs inside the ride (laughs) during the rides.
0: (laughs) The the important thing is follow the rules. Otherwise, the devils will get you and then you'll end up in the nine hells. (laughs) I guess that's a good enough segue to get into this. Yeah,
1: that's a great segue. Okay. We love a segue. Not the, not the, not the scooter. Not
0: the Paul Blart mall cop segues. No,
1: not the segue that killed its creator.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the last couple of episodes we talked about the demons, and we talked about uh, the blood war. Yes. And their eternal foes in the blood war are the devils. Yeah. Um, now, I'm like I said, we covered the blood <laughs> war in the demons, the first part of the demons episodes, so we're not going to go over the whole thing again, but just a one-sentence recap in case you didn't listen to that one. The devils are extremely prideful, and they believe that they are the only people, them and their laws are the only thing that prevents the demons from sweeping across the multiverse and destroying all of existence. That's basically all you need to know. There's a lot more information you can know, but that's all you need. Uh, So we're all caught up.
1: We're all caught up.
0: Um, I think, I think everyone kind of understands the basics when it comes to devils. Um, Like they're powerful, evil creatures built to dominate, oppress, and manipulate beings. Less powerful them. All they want is another baby. They're gone tomorrow. Uh, no, all that they want is your soul. <laughs> Not Ace of Base songs from
1: 1993. <laughs> I think that song is older than me. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's
0: early 90s for sure, I think. Um, uh, yeah, all they, all they want is to collect your souls. They manipulate people into collecting their souls. That's what devils are. Everybody kind of knows that.
1: Yeah, and you make a deal with the devil. They get your soul. You get something. Yeah, usually it's monkey's paw in nature where you get what you want, but it's
0: at a cost. Yeah, pretty much like if you make a deal with a devil, you better have done a good job of reading this fine print in this deal because there's it's almost guaranteed that you are getting screwed. Yeah, Uh, if you break a deal with the devil, they get your soul. If you fulfill a deal with the devil, it was probably for the cost of your soul. Uh, If they own your soul, they have absolute control over you. And it's pretty much the only currency that a devil accepts is souls. Um, Most of the time, luckily for you, your soul isn't forfeit until after you die. So you get to at least live your life with the benefits of whatever deal, the benefits I put in quotes of whatever deal you made. Uh, But sometimes, sometimes the devil can just be like, hey, I'm taking your soul now. And then you're just alive and fucked. So, like, that kind of sucks.
1: Sometimes I feel like I may have traded my soul away for something. Nothing good, obviously.
0: But... <laughs> like a bag of jelly beans, and you're like, I don't even like jelly beans. I don't beans. even
1: like jelly beans. Everyone just keeps giving me jelly beans.
0: <laughs> yeah. But either way, when I, when you sell your soul to a devil, or when they get your soul, when you die, you become a lemure, uh, which is the lowest of the low on the hierarchy of hell. And there is a very, very strict hierarchy in hell.
1: So the hierarchy of hell we're referring to is like the nine or seven. Yeah. It depends on the reading, but it's actually like Dante. Yeah, Inferno. I've read Dante's
0: Inferno. Um, this, this is different. It's similar, but different. There's
1: no mention of layers of hell in the Bible, except for Limbo, where the unbaptized go.
0: Yeah. And then so Dante's Inferno has, I think the first layer is Limbo. Limbo. And then each one of them is a sin, so mm-hmm. I can't remember greed, gluttony, Sloth,
1: happiness.
0: I wrath, like I don't remember. Uh, I can normally name like five of them. Murder <laughs> doesn't that fall into wrath? Maybe uh, no lust. murderers
1: and, and wrath. Wrathful people go to different places according to Dante.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I read it in uh, one of my literature classes, but I mean that was at this point fucking shit, 15 years ago?
1: It's actually kind of funny because, like, according to the the layers of hell, there's, um, it goes it goes limbo, lust, gluttony, which, personally, I think gluttony is probably worse, or less worse than lust, because lust is, like, cheating on your spouse or being adulterous. Um, oh, I thought I was
0: just like, hmm, I like looking at Oh, yeah, coveting too.
1: Um, greed, anger, or wrath, uh, heresy, violence, fraud, violence, fraud,
0: fraud is the worst you can fraud do. Fraud is
1: the worst you can, and then treachery. Well, which you know I why it's the is, worst
0: you can do? Why? Because at the time, fraud was probably just stealing from the church.
1: That's probably true.
0: That's, that's probably why they're like, you can't take our things.
1: <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of funny. <laughs> Under the Eighth Circle fraud, it says, welcome, supposed IRS agents who insist on being paid in iTunes (laughs) cards. It's so dated.
0: A little bit. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Hell in D&D is kind of like that in Dante's Inferno. Um, If you remember, the Abyss has infinite layers. Mm -hmm. So technically, there's an unknown number of demon lords uh, who rule this chaos, right? hell is way more regimented and organized than that uh, there are nine layers of hell mm-hmm. uh, each layer has well except for one but each layer has one ruler uh, and that ruler is called an archdevil. so there are only ever nine arch devils uh, arch one through eight serve as modius who is the ruler of the ninth and deepest layer of hell and thus also the ruler of hell itself so like just from the makeup of the nine hells you can already tell like These guys have a way more structured existence than demons do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, there's a strict hierarchy and everybody adheres to it. Asmodeus uh, is at the very, very top. And then you have the archdevils followed by greater devils, lesser devils. And at the very, very bottom are the Lemures. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It could be anything else. There's a lot of words in this episode that I did not look up the pronunciation of because there probably isn't one. Yeah, they're made up D&D words and everybody probably says them different. Yeah. in each one of those tiers, uh, there are different levels within that. So like in the Monster Manual, there are six tiers of lesser devils and four tiers of greater devils. Jesus. Um, we're going to cover those guys in the next episode. We're only talking about the Archdevils and the Nine Hells today, because otherwise this would be a seven hour long episode. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, so every devil has a, has a defined role. Mm -hmm. Uh, They know their place and they pretty much never deviate from that. You can kind of think of the Nine Hells as being organized like a... Uh, dystopian young adult novel, like the Hunger Games or Divergent series, right? Where it's just like, oh, you were born in this district, so now you can only do math for the rest of your life. And they're like, but I don't get a math. And they're like, too bad. We'll kill you if you don't. That's pretty much the nine hells. Um, But like in those novels, there's always like one or two whiny brats that like try to break the system. Mm -hmm. And like justifiably so. It's a pretty fucked up system, but that doesn't make Katniss any less whiny. Uh, (laughs) Devils, on the other hand, pretty much never disobey because uh in the D &D alignment system they are lawful they follow their laws because they know that obedience is rewarded Mm -hmm. so where demons got promoted and all that sort of stuff kind of willy-nilly i need a spy so i guess this guy and then they demote them again devils are promoted because they did something to deserve it uh they have they have earned their place so they're moving up the ranks There are three main ways to get promoted. Uh, First, whenever a mortal signs his soul over to a devil, the devil gets credit for the soul. The better the soul, the more credit you get. And once you get enough credits, you level up. Second is to do well in a fight. The blood war is always happening. Uh, If a devil can distinguish himself in a battle, they'll be in line for a promotion. Uh, The more people you kill, the more credit you get. And the more powerful your opponent was, the more credit you get for killing them. Devils basically follow the same experience point system that players do in mm. D&D. It's exactly the same. Like anything that your player does in D&D, that's how a devil levels up. Uh, except that they turn into a whole new being and players just get another magic spell slot. <laughs> uh, and the third uh, way to be promoted is to take the place of the devil ahead of you. Maybe the devil just died in the blood war and there's a vacancy to be filled or maybe you killed your boss and you took his spot. But if you do that, just make sure that you don't get caught because they are evil. But devils still have a law system in place.
1: Mm, The very Um, anti tyranny.
0: Yeah. So like there's not a lot of incentive to scam the system and break from your defined role because if you're just good at your job, then you get promoted anyway.
1: Wow. What a fucking concept. That's a good concept. Like, oh, I'm good at my job. I don't have to like go above people's heads and talk shit about people,
0: right? Why it,
1: what? They have a better thing. society
0: than we do. I know it's fucked because also it's very easy to get demoted too if you do go behind people's backs and everything. So they like, don't like, any it. good thing you do, you get promoted. Any bad thing you do, they're like, okay, no, nope, you're going back down. Uh, maybe try again later. Uh, oh. There's two types of demotion too. So you can be demoted from like a higher tier devil to a lower tier devil Mm -hmm. and you retain all of your memories, like everything that you did, uh, you know, so part of your punishment is being aware of the fact that you had more power and it has been taken away from you. Uh, and since devils only want more power, that's, that's a pretty big punishment to know that they failed. Uh, the other kind of demotion is if you get sent down all the way to the status of a Lemur, And if that happens, your memory is completely wiped. You remember nothing. You know nothing. You don't really even know that you can advance. You're just cannon fodder for the blood war at this point, which is like the worst thing that could happen to you. Awkward. There's one rule in place about promoting and demoting devils as well. Um, You can only do it if the devil has sworn fealty to you. So like if you and I were rival devils. Yes. Yes and I have devils working for me and you have devils working for you. I can't just demote all of your devils to Lemure status so that I have the upper hand, Mm -hmm. which is fair. Makes sense. I guess That that is a totally fair rule to have in place. I mean, partially it's, it is a little bit like, Hey, I'm the top guy. So now you can't demote anybody without, it keeps the powerful people in power, but also it stops a weird sort of tyranny from taking over. It's, it's an oddly it's strange strange it's a good rule but also flawed yeah hey kind of like a l- lot of life
1: <laughs> yep Bit like modern day america
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so i think the best way to talk about the nine layers of hell and the arch devils is just to start at layer one and go down to layer nine and talk about the ruler of each as we go
1: yes also we should mention that uh devils don't have a look
0: yeah okay well i mean they kind of do they have a Every other creature in the monster manual has pictures to go along with it. And they have a stat block to go along with it. Devils don't have that picture and a stat block. In some cases that kind of makes sense. uh, Because like Asmodeus, for instance, is basically a god. And you can't stat out a god. Because a god can do whatever the hell he wants. And he can look like whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. But like on a more practical level, I think the reason that they don't have pictures and stat blocks for all of these devils. But they did for demons is that there's an official adventure published called Out of the Abyss, which takes place, obviously, in the Abyss. I don't so want to y- go back. You're, yeah, you probably don't want to go back. Um, but it makes sense to have Demon Lords, have stats and pictures, because you're probably going to come across them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't been a uh, published adventure that covers all of the Nine Hells. Mm-hmm. There hasn't really been a need to make a stat block and codify their, their looks and whatever. Uh, there is an adventure called descent into avernus which is the first layer of hell uh so they have a stat block for zariel because she's the ruler of avernus um so i'm assuming that if we get more adventures published then maybe there'll be you know stat blocks and pictures and stuff so if you're listening to this in the future and like hey but these exist not in yet 2021
1: <laughs> February, they did not.
0: Yeah, but they do have like a one sentence, like, oh, this is kind of what they look like most of the time, but most of them can just change what they look like. Now that I've mentioned Zerial, <laughs> let's move on to the first layer of the Nine Hells, Avernus. A furnace. A furnace. It is hot. is hot. It's hot. It's. We'll get to this, but there's only one fire level in hell. Yeah. And there's two ice levels.
1: Same within the Inferno, which yeah. is kind of funny because it's called the Inferno. But a lot of it is just like you're stuck in cold sludge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're frozen in ice. That, that's the same in d and um, So hell did freeze over.
1: Nobody tell me to burn in hell ever again because I will come at you with some facts about how it's not even hot there.
0: <laughs> or you could get like ice burns and shit from freezing. I'm dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it literally doesn't matter. Uh Avernus is the first and only entry point into the Nine hells Um, remember how, like, in the abyss portals could open randomly to any spot in mm. it? Not so in hell. Asmodeus, uh, the granddaddy of devils, has ordered that there are no planar portals into the lower levels of hell. And somehow he got the universe to just be like, Yeah, okay, I agree to that. Sure. We comply to your wishes. Uh, Once you're in hell, though, each layer has portals to each other layer, but no outside portals lead in. So if you want to get into hell, you have to start in Avernus.
1: Um, (laughs) I want to get into hell. (laughs) Of course I want to get into hell. It's going to be way more fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it has skateboarding and rock music.
1: Yeah, and ice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, you can play hockey. So much ice. Never run out of ice for your drinks.
0: That's true. Uh, and you probably could never get drunk, so you could just drink forever
1: fantastic
0: I, or maybe you can only be drunk, and your life would be a oh, that mess would be really hard one or the other uh, anyway, since Avernus is the entrance to hell it 's essentially a battlefield wasteland. Um, there used to be plenty of bustling cities here, but the blood war essentially led to its ruin. uh The only structures that still stand in any functioning capacity are army outposts, which makes sense. You're not going to spend time rebuilding a city every couple of years because the demons come in. But you are going to build your defense towers because we've all played tower defense games.
1: I love tower defense
0: games. And you need to stop the guys somewhere. So most of the manned outpost or outposts or devil the outposts line the River Styx. If you remember, the River sticks is the entrance into hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also are by the portals to the other layers because like, those are the places that need the most... Uh, defense and protection. And that is why the ruler of Avernus, Zareel, is referred to the Lady of Ruin, which is kind of funny because when I read that title, I was like, ah, because she brings ruin everywhere she goes. No, it's because her house is completely destroyed. She is the Lady of the Ruin, uh, which I feel like she should come up with a different name for herself.
1: Yeah, I think it's,
0: you know, she's just being
1: straightforward.
0: I guess, but, like, I'm not going to call myself, like, the lord of the top floor Apartment.
1: <laughs> you should. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should. That's
1: what you should put on all of your packages now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> side note, uh one year when I got my Blue Jays uh season tickets, I was signing up online and you could choose like Mr., Mrs., nothing, Dr. uh or Captain and I thought it was funny. So I I was like, "Oh, I'll be Captain Kyle Andrews." Um And then I forgot about it, and it got sent to me, and I got a letter that said to Captain Kyle Andrews, and I was very confused. (laughs) And then I opened it, and I was like, wow, the Blue Jays think I'm cool. I'm not. I'm not a captain. I mean, I have a boat, I guess. But I'm not in charge of the boat. It's my (laughs) parents' boat. Back on topic. Zariel. Uh, She used to be an angel. It was her job to keep an eye on the battles that took place in Avernus. Uh, The other angels and gods were kind of content to stay out of the blood war. Um, they're like, yeah, let evil destroy evil. We don't care. But they wanted to keep an eye on it just in case something bad happened. Mm -hmm. But after watching the war go on for a while, Zeriel started to get frustrated to just have to sit there and watch because she was pretty sure that if the angels entered the fight, they could just destroy both the devils and the demons in one fell swoop and be rid of evil for good. Uh, No one else agreed. So Zeriel convinced a bunch of mortals to join her private army and entered the war. And she immediately got overwhelmed Uh, and lost Um, it was it was a bad idea the other angels were right don't don't go to hell willingly just don't ever do it (laughs) it's a bad choice um so she shouldn't have gotten involved but instead of killing zariel Asmodeus let her recover her strength in the ninth layer of hell and then was like you fight with ambition do you want a rule of earnest and she's like do i get to fight more because at this point she just likes fighting that's all she wanted to do and Asmodeus was like, Yeah, you can fight more. That's pretty much the only thing you're going to be doing. And she was like, Sweet. So now she rules Avernus. Before Zariel got there, Bell, uh, B E L, not like Bell from Beauty and the Beast. Um, Belair. He was, yeah, Belair. Will Smith was the former ruler of Avernus. But Asmodeus demoted him and put Zariel in charge. And now, like, Bell was very um, tactical and strategic and logical when it came to uh how he directed his armies Zael is like let's just fight fucking everybody all of the time like she is way more disorganized which in my opinion this isn't in the books this is just i think she would be a much better person to lead the front lines against the demons because like the demons are pure chaos using logic and strategy to repel chaos is probably not the best way to do it have somebody who's just like, yeah, sure. Those people over there need to get fucked up. Let's go fuck them up. Like that's, I don't know. This seems like a way better choice, but what do I know? I'm not a <laughs> chaos battle tactician. versus
1: chaos. Probably. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
0: Um But her attitude also means that none of the other archdevils really like her. She represents the exact opposite of the hierarchical nature of hell. And on top of that, she refuses to make alliances with anybody because she just wants to make her army bigger and doesn't care about anything else. So other people don't really like her.
1: I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that leads us to the second layer of hell: diss, diss, Dis. diss,
1: diss. Um, this Dis layer is, of hell is—is is it hot? Uh, no. This layer of hell isn't hot.
0: Not really. This layer of hell is, is on
1: fire. a
0: natural labyrinth of canyons and mountains. And there is a lot of iron ore in those mountains. So, and at first I was like, I don't need that bit of information. But then it made sense as to why they included it. Dispater, the ruler of this, <coughs> is the arms dealer for all of the armies of hell. So, of course, he needs metal to make his swords.
1: Dispater.
0: Dispater.
1: Dispater.
0: Yeah. Um, Spader looks pretty much like a human except that he has a couple of small horns that is just a feature of all devils they have yeah. horns on their foreheads I'll say it every time but this is they all have it and his left foot is a cloven hoof not his right foot just his left foot uh, I don't know why because
1: he's got one foot in hell and one foot in heaven
0: uh, sure why not <laughs> either way I bet it made buying shoes a pain He's made himself an impenetrable suit of armor that he never takes off because he's afraid people will kill him. Uh, That's his that's his whole thing. Uh, He rules from his throne in the Iron City, which is by far the largest city or largest still standing city in all of the nine hells. Since it's such a big city, it attracts all kinds of travelers from different planes of existence uh, to make deals with various creatures. Uh, And it's not like just limited to deals with the devil or anything like that. Like if you wanted to find a night hag or a succubus or any other like sort of fiend that probably doesn't exist in your plane of good. Uh, you can probably find them here. And the only rule in place is that Dispater gets a cut of every single deal made in this. He wants to be in on it um, because the thing that he wants the most is to know people's secrets. He is extremely paranoid. hence the armor. Uh, and he trusts no one. So he maintains like a private network of spies and informants so that one, he won't ever be caught off guard by anything. And two, uh, so he knows everybody's secrets because, he knows secrets equal power. Or at least he thinks he knows that.
1: (laughs) Um, His hair is so big because it's full of secrets. (laughs) (laughs) His armor is so tough because it's so full of secrets.
0: It is. Um, All devils want to collect souls like that's the that's the thing that all of them want to do uh, Despater has decided that the easiest way for him to collect souls is to sell secrets. Uh, so like a general of an army might sell his soul to learn the secrets of a lost spell that could lead his army to certain victory. A poor tailor might want to sell his soul to figure out what the new fashion trends would be. So he can get ahead of the curve and like some idiot might just sell his soul to learn what his crush's favorite song is and learn how to play it on like panpipes or something. Uh, Dispater trades weapons for money, but he trades secrets for souls. That's how he attracts uh, people to his deals. Third layer of hell. Yes. Minoros.
1: Is the ruler named Minnow?
0: No, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, the ruler is named Mammon. Mammon. Minoros is a stinky bog covered in a layer of scum. The entire layer is is just that. There's a big city in the middle of the bog, And that's where Mammon rules from. Mammon is a serpent with a torso and head of a hairless and horned humanoid. Mammon is rich as hell. He is essentially the bank of the Nine
1: Hells. He's a scum lord.
0: (laughs) He is. He's so rich. uh, If he wanted to, he could live in the nicest place in the world. Like He could pull a Ty Pennington and extreme home makeover this entire level and have it not be a stinky bog um like he could make it he could make it worthy of an mtv cribs episode uh but instead he's a stingy bastard and lives in filth he's also the overseer of the soul trade so he's the one that makes sure that souls end up with the devils that were promised them the
1: soul trade not the soul train
0: yes the soul trade oh um, I mean, maybe Soul Train, too. I don't know. <laughs> the, he probably has his foot in a lot of things. Actually, he doesn't have feet. He's a serpent. Oh. Probably has his tail in a bunch of things. He probably likes to shake his tail. <laughs> the man can dance, is what I can say. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Every single soul passes through Minaros when it gets to hell and it is recorded. And after distributing all of the claimed souls, there are any extras. Uh, Mammon claims them for himself and sells them for profit. That's how he started his empire. And now he's just the richest man, richest devil, the richest snake humanoid hybrid in all of existence. Uh, so that's the main way that he gains souls is by harvesting leftovers. But when he wants more, or if he wants more, uh, which he does because. They I all mean, do. They all do. Even by devil's standards, Mammon is a greedy, greedy boy. Uh, he tempts mortals into his service by offering them in the immense wealth, which is an insanely bad deal for everyone except Mammon. Because, like, once he claims your soul and, and like, your dad, he also just takes back all of the money that he gave you.
1: Oh, ew. Gross. Um, ew.
0: And then he sells your soul for for more money Or he keeps your soul for more power. Like he literally cannot lose a deal and you can only lose a deal. So don't make deals with devils. It will never work in your favor. Yeah. Uh, That that should be the lesson of this entire episode. I'll probably hammer it home a few more times. (laughs) Layer four. Phlegethos. Who knows if that's how you pronounce it. P-H-L-E-G-E-T-H-O-S. Whoa, 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 It doesn't matter. P,
1: wait, <laughs> this is like a fucking anagram. Okay, I'm going to spell it out in binary. Go. P. P H H, H- L L E E G G E E T T H H O O
0: S phlegethos
1: phlegethos yeah it's totally phlegethos it's gotta
0: be but also
1: phlegethos phleg
0: fantasy names are like never pronounced the way you think it's supposed to be so this is probably like q town (laughs) uh this is magma land this is the fire level this
1: is the hot 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 in here level of hell
0: yeah so take off all your clothes uh there's lava and volcanoes everywhere
1: hate when that happens Um,
0: the biggest volcano holds the fortress city of
1: wait this makes
0: sense guys don't build towns on volcanoes hold on hold on (laughs) it kind of doesn't matter because all the fire and lava and extreme heat Mm -hmm. that doesn't hurt the devils on this level even the devils that are susceptible to fire don't get hurt by this fire. Interesting. Um, so it's more of an aesthetics thing than anything else, I guess. If you're not a devil, it'll burn the fuck out of you. But devils are kind of fine. Um, Abramok? 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 uh, I don't know, the city. Um, I just decided to say it in a dumb voice because it's a dumb word. Uh, its walls are made out of obsidian and glass and like lava rivers flow down its walls. Um, it's like a hell fountain of a city uh remember how i said normally only one archdevil can rule a layer of hell but and i was like but there's like an exception Mm -hmm. this is the exception uh asmodeus has allowed belial and firna to rule in tandem firna is belial's daughter and they kind of hate each other but they each know that the only reason they have any power is because both of them have power like they complement each other well Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason they're able to keep their spot at the top uh so they know that if they like got rid of the other one, they would also probably lose their spot. So they're like, they tolerate each other, but they don't really like each other.
1: Kind of like,
0: us. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> like us. Uh, Firna is the smart and clever one.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: she is charismatic and manipulative. Belial, on the other hand, focuses all his efforts on ruling Phlegethos. Um, he's good at like the bureaucracy part of things. So they're, they're a good team which neither one of us is good at bureaucracy type things, so we're not like them at all, I guess.
1: I don't know what bureaucracy is anymore. (laughs)
0: Um, Phlegethos is the heart of the judicial system in the Hells. Any disputes about who owns what souls from what contracts uh, or failure to fulfill one's duties or accusations of being a coward, which is a crime in... In the hell.
1: Honestly, it's a crime in real life, too.
0: I yeah, I guess that's true. I
1: don't have time for it and I will not put up with it.
0: But like if someone was like, hey, Alex, uh, do you wanna go cliff jumping? And you're like, nah, I don't want to. I'm afraid of heights and water. <laughs> uh, nobody's gonna send you to jail for that. If you were gonna nine health, they'd send you to jail for that.
1: If it came down to like oh, you cliff jump or you go to jail, I'd probably cliff jump.
0: I guess so. Um, But yeah, all of that, all of those crimes are dealt with by a complex series of laws, loopholes, and exceptions that pretty much no one can understand and therefore drags court cases out for years longer than necessary.
1: Oh, just like real life.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It sounds like a normal judicial system. Uh, Belial oversees the court systems, but they really only answer to Asmodeus. So if Asmodeus wants a ruling to made he's just like this is how it is now and then that's how it is now uh it's a little tyrannical but like what do you expect do be like that uh the other thing that belial does is he oversees the procedure of promoting and demoting devils Uh, so remember how i said the flames don't hurt devils Mm -hmm. part of the process of being promoted or demoted involves being made vulnerable to the flames so depending on if you've been a good boy or a bad boy uh, at the end of the process you Walk into the flames and you are either uh, burned alive singed with agony and pain and reduced you to a lower form of devil or it brings you ecstatic joy and you become a more powerful being. Mm. But that's the only time that the fires in this level actually affect uh, a devil is if they are being promoted or demoted. So while Belial deals with all of that, he leaves most of the soul collecting to Firna. Her big scheme to gain more souls is essentially be charismatic and people will give you whatever you want. And what she wants is souls, just like every other devil. Uh, So if you make a deal with her, you'll probably become more charismatic as well and you'll be able to manipulate uh, the emotions of others to get what you want. All at the low, low cost of your eternal soul. Firna and Belial, but mostly Firna... Uh, because she's the one who does most of the work, he uses her influence over Classic. mortals to learn what's in their hearts and minds. That's what it says in the book. I think what they actually mean is uh she steals all the knowledge from their brains. Uh, no one knows why Fierna and Belial want to accumulate all this knowledge and keep it to themselves. They don't really know what their plans are.
1: Oh, they're scheming.
0: Yeah, they uh, scheming. One of the one of the rumors, and it seems to be it seems to be true. One of the rumors seems to be that they've learned the secret to freely moving between the nine hells and the material plane. So, like, that's pretty bad news for us.
1: Well, for our characters. Well, you don't have one. You just kill people. You belong in hell. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, uh, before we move on to the next level, Belial is described as a handsome and powerfully built devil. And Firna is a statuesque devil whose beauty encases the blackest heart in the nine hells. Love her. Um. Yeah, she's my favorite so far. Uh, layer five, five Stygia, Stygia, Stygia. I don't know vagina, vagina. The fifth layer of hell is a vagina.
1: You're just constantly being birthed over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, this is the realm of ice and fires of cold. Uh, so it's like it's like the blue fire from a from a Hercules? video game. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hades? Although blue fire is like extra hot fire, blue fire
1: is actually so hot that Unless you don't it's even realize game. you're being burned by it for a minute.
0: Because I think
1: it makes your skin. Is bubble. it ocarina
0: of Time that you get ice arrows and it's just like a blue fire?
1: I've never played any of the Zelda games. Remember.
0: It's some game. i There's a blue fire arrow in ocarina of Time, I think. So it's probably the ice one. Anyway. Uh, this would have been the water level in a video game because the entire layer is just a massive ocean. Um, Except it's so cold that it's just covered in a layer of ice. So instead of being a water level and you're like, oh, I hate the mechanics of controlling this. uh, It's an ice level, which is better, but also you slip everywhere and that also sucks and nobody should ever make water or ice levels again. The Archduke Levistus rules this layer of hell. Um, But he's there. ...as a punishment. So, one time, Levistus betrayed Asmodeus, and Asmodeus decided that the proper punishment would be to freeze him inside an iceberg for all of eternity. So, now, Levistus has to communicate telepathically with his servants and followers. Uh, the weird thing, maybe not a weird thing, but an interesting thing about this layer of hell is that a different devil named Geryon used to be in charge... Uh, but when Asmodeus decided to put Levisus in the iceberg, Levistus had just beaten Garrion in battle, which meant that Levisus was now in charge. So he, like he won a fight and then got put in an iceberg immediately. So he's in an iceberg, and Garrion is just like hanging around, like plotting and scheming about ways to get his powers back. But like, the way I see it is if you can't beat a guy who is just a popsicle devil, <laughs> you probably don't deserve your your layer of hell back. No. Like, Garen lost twice. He lost a battle, and then he lost to a frozen treat. Like, that's...
1: <laughs> oh, I hate when I lose to frozen treats.
0: Uh, have you ever lost to a fr- frozen... Tr- uh, I guess I lose battles of wills to boxes of ice cream all the time.
1: Sometimes. Uh, in the past, as a young child, I lost a lot of ice cream to the ground.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's bad.
1: Yeah, it's really heartbreaking.
0: Did you ever eat it off the ground? No, I would never. Not like scoop up the top layer? Like, this part didn't touch the ground. This part is only touching other ice cream. Good. I would have been grossed out. I definitely never did anything like that. Yeah,
1: okay. Now that you're talking about it.
0: uh criminals murderers and just overall unsavory beings will often ask Levistus for aid in escaping executions or completing whatever nefarious deeds they're attempting and Levistus will just help them out because why not he's trapped in ice he can't go anywhere anyway he's got time to kill uh so despite being trapped in an iceberg he still meets his soul quota oh uh right i don't think i mentioned this yet devils have soul quotas
1: oh like cops
0: yeah so like they want souls just because they want souls but also if they don't hit their quota for souls they get in trouble like they have to fire file quarterly reports i guess <laughs> like i don't i don't really understand so... why they have these soul quotas but they have soul quotas um cops are devils i mean yeah interesting
1: interesting in this ted talk I'm...
0: <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so th- he still meets his soul quotas um there's not really any reason for this layer of hell to exist like every other layer uh has some function related to keeping the nine hells running so either through commerce or warfare or industry or whatever but stygia is really it's just a cold cold place uh there are lots of big bad angry creatures there though, like Kraken and Mammoth and Frost Giants that aren't afraid of anything and will fight anybody. So Stygia has become kind of like a proving ground for devils that want to show off how tough they are, but it doesn't really serve a purpose. Um, The fact that there are so many not devils there, it's kind of speculated that this layer of hell wasn't always part of hell. Uh, The theory is that it used to be part of a regular world But the inhabitants uh, pledged their souls to Asmodeus to like, I don't know, stop their world from being destroyed or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I'll help you out. But also you just live in hell now. And he absorbed it. So if that's true, it's also believed that there are uh, vast riches of that former world buried deep uh, within the frozen sea. And if you're brave enough to go there, you can maybe uh, get some of that wealth for yourself. This is a theory that I've made my own on my own, I think Mammon might have gotten some of that uh, wealth to start building his empire. That's, but that's just my theory. Maybe he doesn't like cold and maybe he would never have gone there, but I wouldn't know that because there's no stat blocks for devils. Maybe
1: he got frostbitten so bad that now he has to live in a volcano in order to function. As <laughs> he a...
0: lives in the stinky bog. Oh. It's hard to keep track. I'm of names. I'm so
1: confused.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I think that's one of the problems with the way that they've organized because it's very well organized but you have to remember all of these stupid names to really keep it all straight
1: also in the uh divine comedy there is a city of Dis. like there it seems like so far it seems like the monster manual took the inferno and just sort of like swapped it like Pluto yeah, to make it
0: fit with their all the world that they have already existed yeah
1: because Pluto is also known as Dis, and Pluto is the like daddy devil in in the divine comedy so
0: yeah uh yeah Wizards of the Coast and I guess whoever owned it before I can't remember um I mean, we've learned this looking through other monsters. They kind of take a lot of real life things and then put their own spin on it. And most Mm -hmm. of the time make it worse.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Worse in a good way. Like worse in a... Oh, this is horrifying. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Not like, wow, you ruined the divine comedy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they they just make it worse for people to go through. Or actually, I don't know. Maybe like Dante's Inferno. Like that would really suck. But like you're just reading about it. You're not like putting a character through it that you embody. Yeah. Maybe it would be worse in Dante's Inferno. Who knows? Who
1: knows?
0: Um, is there it's a- definitely more of a slog to read. I will tell you that.
1: <laughs> is there a river Styx in the monster manual? Like, is that part of hell for them?
0: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. We went over that.
1: Did we? Yeah. Did That's I- the
0: main way to get through hell and into the abyss.
1: Oh, into the abyss, but we didn't talk about it. And, and
0: it goes it's the entrance to hell as well. It, okay. it travels through both. Like that's that's the connection. But we talked point. about it in
1: the demons episode.
0: Yeah, we did. Okay.
1: Refresher.
0: <laughs> yes, the river sticks exists.
1: And it's how you get to both places.
0: Yeah. Uh layer six. Layer six. Malbolch.
1: Malbolch.
0: This is the prison level. Uh the whole place is a prison that holds the worst of the worst criminals. Uh, after being put on trial in Phlegethos, if you are found guilty, you're sent to Malbolge for punishment. Slayer is nothing but an infinitely tall mountain that has a continual avalanche raining down it.
1: Slayer? 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 Like the band?
0: Oh, because I said this layer, but like,
1: oh, <laughs> I, thought said, my words. I thought you said slayer is a mountain. And I was yeah. like, like the band.
0: Uh, no, this layer, this layer,
1: this lair
0: uh, is a tall mountain with an uh, everlasting avalanche. Uh, prisoners are hung from the mountain in cages uh, so that they are eternally bombarded with falling stones, causing agonizing pain, but never actually killing you. There are other punishments for prisoners here, but like that's the main one. And of course, it would be if you have an always avalanche, you're gonna take advantage of it. It's ruled over by Asmodius's daughter, Glacia, Glasia, Glacia. I don't know, but Glacia isn't just the prison warden; mm-hmm. she is also its most notorious inmate.
1: Most notorious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh is a con artist she wanted to gain power wealth and souls so she started her own army of followers called the coin legion Mm
1: -hmm.
0: her big plan was to use counterfeit money to buy souls in minoros and then resell them after for profit and the way she did this was she took a bunch of lead uh, used magic to turn it into gold took the fake gold to the mint and had it turned into fake coins except that they're legitimate coins because it was gold at the time and it was made in the mint, so mm-hmm. technically it was legal currency. But then after she paid for the souls, they would turn back into lead. Um, profit. <laughs> uh, except she got caught. Uh, technically, she didn't break any laws because it was legal currency when she was using it. Using it. Uh, so it's mostly just kind of shitty of her. So Asmodeus couldn't like actually punish her. But he decided he would discipline her, uh, and her discipline was to be made an archdevil. That way, she was stuck in the prison world of Malbulge anyway, so it's kind of like she got sent there for breaking the law, but also she now had a ton of responsibility. And on top of that, she still has to meet her soul quota, but she's only allowed to entice souls to her side through matters of contracts, bargains, or legalities. Uh, Because she broke the law without breaking the law. Now she can only capture souls uh, who ask her for help but don't want to break the law. Uh, So, like, if someone was uh, in line to inherit a lot of money from their parents, but they didn't actually want to kill their parents to do it, they'd be like, hey, Glissaia, can you, like, help out? And she'd be like, yeah, I'll make sure your parents have an accident uh, if you give me your soul. And the greedy child will say, yes, please give me the money. Uh, And then so she gets their souls. She also has minions that find mortals who have contracts with other devils. And if there are any loopholes in those contracts, she'll be like, hey, promise me your soul instead. And I'll get you out of this contract with another devil. And like people agree. Uh, But most of those people, because I know it seems like, oh, well, they're still just giving their soul. Now, most of those people have like additional clauses on it. So it's like uh, we owe them their soul and blank other thing. Mm -hmm. So like uh, maybe some dude is like, hey, I want money. And the devil's like, I'll give you money but you owe me your soul and your firstborn child. And like the mortal is single at the time and doesn't think he's ever going to have kids. So he's like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, but then like years later he has a kid and then he realizes he doesn't want to give it to the devil. So Glissaia will swoop in and be like, okay, give me your soul and then I'll let your kid live.
1: Oh, she's a corporate lawyer.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, and she is a succubus with small horns, leathery wings, and a forked tail. Cute. Um, so just a humanoid. Basically, if you picture a devil, She's it. <laughs> that,
1: I like her. That's about it. I like all these lady devils. Uh,
0: yeah, she's cool. Fiorno's cool. Um, well, I mean, not cool, but like in the context of devils, cool. I guess yeah, she's cool. Layer seven, Maladomini. Um, did you ever read *Lord of the Flies*? Yes. Cool. That book has nothing to do with this.
1: Great. I
0: like. <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, the pig head that they end up worshipping. Kind of represents Beelzebub, mm-hmm. who is known as the Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Um, Beelzebub doesn't exist in D&D, but Beelze- no, Beelzebul does. Uh, and he's also called Lord of the Flies. And he rules in Maladimini. Maladimini used to be a large and important realm with vibrant cities. Uh, it was a center of bureaucracy and Hell. all of the important documents, uh, statements of policies, all of that stuff was stored here. Uh, Now it's stored in heavily fortified underground bunkers and it's classification system uh, for storage is basically a maze of information. And they did this uh, so that if anybody tried to break in and steal hell's secrets, they wouldn't really know what to do with the information that they managed to steal. Mm -hmm. Um, So this realm was made to protect the weak points uh, of hell so that nobody can ever gain advantage on devil's worked nine house the realm of maladimony was always growing and bettering itself like bettering itself for devil it's not like oh they stopped drinking and started working out no just like they got more efficient at harvesting souls or whatever they do um back then balzable actually ruled maladimony and mal so the prison level mm-hmm. uh, so he owned two layers of hell oh. um but that wasn't Enough for him. One day he decided, Oh, I'm gonna kill Asmodeus. Uh, and his plan would have worked too if it wasn't for those meddling demons. Basically, his plan was this: if Baalzebul could raise an army without being noticed, Asmodeus wouldn't have time to react and raise his own legitimate armies, uh, while still going through all the proper channels because bureaucracy is confusing and slow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, Right when he got his armies together, the demons made a massive advance into hell. Uh, At first, Balzabal held his army back because he thought he could use this demon insurgence as like a distraction to make his plan go even better. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: But then the demons actually started to win. So Balzabal had to send his army in because he was like, well, shit, you can't rule the nine hells. If the nine hells don't exist anymore, I guess I should help out. Uh, so eventually the demons were pushed back. But when the other devils asked Balzabal why he didn't come sooner, he didn't have a good answer. So they looked <laughs> like he didn't plan this out at all. So they looked into it and saw what he was actually planning and punished him. Uh, There's a ton of infighting and it actually destroyed the whole layer of Maladimini. So it's basically oh, another wasteland, just like Avernus. But this time it was caused because devils fought each other, not because devils fought demons. At this point, Asmodeus stripped Balzabal of his rule in... Malbolge and gave it to Glissaia. But he left him in charge of Maladimini because his propensity for lying makes him an ideal representative of the bureaucracy of the Nine Hells in the world of mortals. But Asmodeus still needed to punish him, so he put two new rules in place. Rule number one. If Balzabal lied to another devil, he would turn into a slug for a year. And this was <sighs> retroactive. So any lie that he had told in the past counted towards his punishment.
1: As a slug. His slug life.
0: Yeah. So Balzable <laughs> spent several millennia as a slug and has only just recently regained his true form. Almost his true form. He's a bloated fiend with the lower body of a slug. Uh, he's not just a slug anymore. He can do other things now. The second rule that he put in place was any deal that Balzable strikes will end in disaster for the other party. So devils know this. And now no one will help him with anything. Uh, But mortals don't know this. So they still make deals with them. You hate to see it. Yeah. (laughs) Elzible desperately wants redemption in the eyes of the other devils, uh, but will likely never get it because since he is so desperate for redemption, that's kind of like the souls that he attracts as well. Um, They're all people that are desperate for something or, or other, which means they're normally all kind of pathetic, wretched souls that have no real use for the devils other than as cannon fodder in the blood war. So uh, he gets shitty souls and nobody respects them. But it's his own fault. Layer nine. Nine. Nope. Layer eight. God
1: damn it. <laughs> Kania. Cania. Cania. Uh,
0: Kanaya. I don't know. C-A-N-I-A. This is another ice level. Uh, and it's ruled over by what I thought was a character from Cats the musical. Magical Mr. Mephistopheles. Really? But then I looked it up and it turns out Mephistopheles is actually a demon from German, German folklore and the character in Cats was Mr. Mephistopheles, not Mephistopheles. Oh,
1: yeah, it is Mephistopheles. Um, but I've it's never seen Cats.
0: Uh, I just know that, uh, I mean, he's magical Mr. Mephistopheles. Uh, so he's a magician. So this is and
1: Mephistopheles.
0: Mephistopheles isn't a demon. He's should, a devil. We should just call him Mephisto. Probably. But he's he studies and does experiments with arcane magic. So he's basically a magician. So I think he's probably actually a talking cat.
1: Well, this is a cute picture of him on his Wikipedia. He's all naked and flying. Yeah. Guy's but little- that's
0: that's the demon version of German folklore Mephistopheles. We're talking about the devil version. That's a cat in hell. Yeah. Uh mephistopheles doesn't like visitors he prefers to be left alone and if anyone bothers him when he doesn't want to be bothered or talks to him without him talking to you first he gets upset Cat. so yeah he's a cat <laughs> like probably even idris elba i don't know if idris elba played he did. mr mistopheles in the play yeah. was that the character that he played yeah okay cool i don't know i'm just like well the only other people i know that are in it are dame judy dench and taylor swift and neither one of them would be playing Mister, and then also James Corden, but he doesn't seem like he's evil enough to be a magic man.
1: Wow, Cats twenty nineteen has a two point eight rating on IMDb. That's almost unheard of. <laughs> I've never seen such a low rated movie before in my life. No, it's McCavity. He plays McCavity. Okay, Laurie Davidson plays Mister Mistopheles.
0: Cool. I here's the thing. I made all these cat references, and then as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, I realize I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is basically a cat. Except that if a cat gets annoyed with you, it'll just, like, scratch you. Mephistopheles will disintegrate you with magic.
1: If cats could do it, they would. They would.
0: <laughs> Laser cats. Mephistopheles spends almost all of his time doing research and is able to do so because he lets his top lieutenant, H- Hut Hutigen? Like honestly d d get your shit together <laughs> uh does all uh, his top lieutenant does all of the work of ruling the realm for him uh Mephistopheles is the foremost wizard in all of the nine hells, and because of his immense power, he has the lowest soul quota, but that's also partially because the souls that he does recruit are very. Very high quality. Almost all of his deals are with powerful wizards. And as we all know, wizard souls taste best or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I don't really know what they do with most of their souls. Like some of them, they turn into, into lemurs and whatever to fight people. But then like, I guess they just consume the others. Like, I don't, it's not really clear or it is clear. And I just spent too long reading about it. And I skimmed that paragraph because, oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> Uh, since Mephistopheles spends most of his time doing research, there are untold numbers of libraries and places of arcane knowledge scattered across Cania. Uh, he'll normally start research by himself, but since he does sometimes have to do the rule a layer of hell thing, uh, he'll pass off some of his projects to his minions and they'll continue to work on that thing forever until he comes back.
1: It's always good to have a minion or two in your life.
0: Yeah. Um, and sometimes... Mephistopheles forgets about the stuff that he was interested in and working on. So there are devil wizards all over Cania who have probably discovered some mind blowing shit, but can't do anything with it until Mephistopheles remembers that they exist and he goes back to check on them. Uh, so it's probably a good thing that Mephistopheles gets distracted by like new mysteries and stuff. Uh, otherwise, he'd probably have the power to destroy all of existence and reality at this point. So he's, like,
1: he's like the kids in Riverdale. <laughs> So focused on other things. I don't even know how they graduated. I really (laughs) don't. I really don't.
0: Yeah, especially since one of them graduated from an underground fight club in a prison.
1: Yeah. Like what? Actually, Archie didn't graduate, but that's.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Another
1: story for another time. (laughs) Next, our new podcast, Riverdale. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Layer nine. We're at the last layer of hell. The deepest layer of hell.
1: We made it. Nessus. Nessus? Not Nexus?
0: Nessus. I know. Uh, It's a pretty empty place, mostly because Asmodeus likes his privacy and he desires safety and it's always safer when no one is around. Uh, Asmodeus rules from his throne in Malsheen, which is a massive fortress in the deepest pit of Nessus, and only his most trusted advisors know the route to the fortress.
1: If you type in Nessus into Google, it's like, did you mean Jesus? Well, I did not.
0: I did not. I did not. I'm talking about made up hell, lady, not (laughs) made up Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Asmodeus is obviously the most important of the devils. He rules everything. Uh, There's probably a lot to say about him, but I kind of think that you get a better sense of what he's all about based on all of the references in the previous archdevil parts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, There is a little more than a page of lore about him, but it's pretty much only to tell this one story that I can sum up in a few sentences. Go. One time, angels accused Asmodeus of terrible crimes. Asmodeus was like, "Nah, uh I'm not so bad. Like, yeah, I steal souls, but these souls fight demons. So, like, without me and my souls, you guys would be in trouble. And the angels didn't like that. So Asmodeus was like, well, let's go to trial. And the angels didn't like that either. But they <laughs> relented because Asmodeus was being annoying about it. Uh, so they asked Primus, who is a being of absolute law and an outside party, to oversee the case and bring judgment. During the trial, the angels argued with each other, so Primus scolded them and decided not to punish Asmodeus, but he did give Asmodeus a ruby rod that he had to carry forever. And the ruby rod is a powerful artifact that gives him and his underlings the right to enter into contracts with mortals for their souls, but unleashes an escapable punishment upon any devil that breaches such a contract. And that there was like a fucking page and a half (laughs) to tell that story, but give no more information about it. Uh, Asmodeus wants to rule the cosmos. Uh, he thinks he's the only being capable of doing so. He is very arrogant. Uh, and in any other circumstance, he probably would have fallen victim to his own arrogance. Except he can mostly back up his big talk. So, like, he hasn't fallen yet? One time, one time he walked into Mount Celestia, which is where angels and gods live. One time he walked right in there and survived with nothing but his words. Like, I, it's it's kind of boring i think like for me he falls into the superman trap like yeah look how great this guy is and all these things he does nothing can stop him and you're like all right cool well his i'm daughter not interested cool. in his story well here's the other thing he doesn't have a soul quota he's the only devil that doesn't have a soul quota. so he's got no Makes stress sense. uh he's the boss so of course he doesn't uh this mostly, is a
1: multi-level marketing scene
0: yeah but mostly he spends his time manipulating demigods sometimes he manipulates them right into giving them their souls, uh, like Zeriel. Uh, But also, there's a theory that Glissaia isn't his real daughter, but another demigod that he tricked. Mm. So, I mean, that's an interesting thing, but that's mostly interesting about Glissaia, and not so much about Asmodius.
1: Asmodeus.
0: Asmodeus mostly appears as a handsome, bearded humanoid with small horns protruding from his forehead, piercing red eyes and flowing robes. So, a devil. Like, (laughs) I... I guess they didn't have to redraw devils for all nine of them because they're all the same except for slug boy. Uh, and that's the nine hells and the arch devils that rule there. Woo! we, we did it. It took we us an hour.
1: It. We did it,
0: <laughs> but we did it.
1: We did it.
0: Uh, and then next time.
1: Oh, there's a Funko pop figurine of Asmodeus. Is there? Yeah.
0: Is that from like supernatural?
1: No, it's from D and D.
0: Interesting. Like, he was in supernatural, D&D, wasn't he?
1: Asmodeus. And
0: he's, I never watched Supernatural. I mean, he is
1: the the depiction of Satan that you would see in the Bible for the most part. Like, red robes, fucked up things on his head, like wrinkles and then, you know, horns and goat ears and shit like that. He's got his ears pierced. That's how you know he's bad.
0: Yeah. But he can also look like anything he wants.
1: He can. Because that's who, that's what, that's what they do. That's what they do.
0: Um, yeah, so that that's all of that. Next week we'll talk about, or next episode we'll talk about Lemurs uh, and the greater and lesser devils. And I think that'll probably be a shorter episode, but maybe Ooh, not. Who knows?
1: Who knows? So then we've done devils, we've done demons. Does that mean we have to do gods after?
0: Uh, no, gods don't really have, like there are gods in D&D, but they're not, it's kind of the same as Asmodeus. He he's not in the monster manual. He's kind of in, uh, the dungeon master's guide. Like all of these characters are mostly described in the dungeon master's guide. And then in the part in the blood war section in Morden Tome of foes, uh, cause they're kind of outside of the realm of most of where D and D is played. Yeah. So like devils themselves will be there. Um, but like the arch devils aren't and gods are on that same sort of level. So we covered like the angels, but we're not really going to cover gods in the same way. Maybe once we're we're done with all of this, we can go into a little bit of.
1: We don't like God anymore.
0: Of the. We don't
1: have time for him.
0: uh, I don't know the various D&D religion things and stuff. But like, honestly, it doesn't really interest me in D&D. It's it's the least interesting part of it because they're not really a part of the world. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, nope, not really. Cool. <laughs> it's a lot of information. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information. My mouth is dry. I talk too much.
1: I have to pee.
0: Okay, well, we'll end on that.
1: All right, thanks, guys. Later, everybody. Bye.
0: We'll be back next week with another episode of We Have Dark Vision. But in the meantime, why not swing by our website, wehavedarkvision.com, or follow us on Instagram at wehavedarkvision, or Twitter at darkvisioncast.